Welcome back to Speaking Out. I am honored to be welcoming, and your honor, Jerry Creep, served on the state Supreme Court in California until 2019, and he joins us to talk about politics in California. Do you, by the way, know anything about the law in Sacramento uh, that they were talking about today that makes it illegal for an employee to stop somebody who is robbing their store? Are you from, I think it's 345 or 353, or do you know anything no, about I'm, that? I'm not, I'm not familiar with that, but I wouldn't be surprised. California has so many crazy laws. I can't even imagine, like, it'd be like in a, a, a shark-infested pool being a, uh, would you consider yourself a conservative? Uh, Christian conservative, yes, sir. And so serving on the state court, you must have uh, had your fair share of encounters with people that are pushing agendas that, that you obviously believe wouldn't be good for the citizens of California. What was that battle like for you? If, if you don't mind, then we'll get to the Comstock Act that we wanted to talk about. Not at all. I was uh, targeted. In fact, uh, another judge told me the first month that I was on the bench that I had a target on my back by certain judges because of my Christian conservative beliefs and that uh, basically they were coming to get me and, and they spent hundreds of thousands of dollars trying to force me off the bench. But uh, I finished my term. Do you follow politics in California still with the great, I know you've been off uh, since 2019 is when you retired, right? Yes, I do. I mean, you must scratch your head. Uh, you can, I mean, everything that I see coming out of California, all these New laws that that make it, for example, they uh, the laws that they have that lessen the criminality of uh, child predators. Did you see those kinds of laws constantly being challenged in court? Or uh, no, not really, hmm. not really, because you have to understand that. Uh, uh, the Democrats have been controlling the judiciary uh, for decades. Even when uh, Governor Schwarzenegger was in office, uh, he he didn't appoint uh, appoint Republicans to the bench. He was. His appointment secretary was part of the uh, uh, was involved with the Kennedys. Uh, was a, a good friend of Maria Shriver, right. his, his Kennedy wife, and so we didn't get good judges out of him. The only time we get good judges is that occasionally, and I say this occasionally, someone good gets elected. When I was elected to the bench in 2012, the uh, the left had a fit. Uh, they started talking about how they couldn't allow any more judges to be elected in California and specifically pointed to me as someone who the voters elected to the bench. And they said they couldn't allow that and that only the governors, who they know uh, for a substantial period of time, have been almost all Democrats and and that will continue to uh, be the truth in California. They only wanted judges who conformed to their ideas on gun control and abortion and things like that. There are there were at the time I was elected a few other conservative uh, Christian uh, judges, but basically they kept their mouth shut, uh, and uh, I didn't. I spoke out for things I believed in, and so that made me uh, that target. But uh, there are still a few good judges on the bench. Don't get me wrong; mm -hmm. most of them have to keep their mouth shut. Well, that seems to be the new thing now: is uh, not not saying anything for fear that you might be targeted or that you might offend someone. What do you see that needs to change right now? if California is going to be safe from slipping into the abyss because it's looking more and more like Venezuela every day. Well, uh, there'd have to be a massive change in the electorate to uh, elect people uh, who believe in the Constitution, uh, believe in uh, God, 
believe in in laws and are not there to set their own agendas, who are not there to take away the rights of our citizens. And unfortunately, that's not the case uh, right now. The Dem- the left has, the liberal left, the Democrats have a lock on the uh, both houses of the state legislature, uh, all of the statewide officials. I mean, there's a few areas where conservatives still control, but they're pretty far between in California anymore. Seems like the teachers union has a great stranglehold right now on California in that they're passing all these initiatives, whether it's, uh, you know, eliminating math or, or scores in general, no more grades. Uh, they're, they're opting to teach children social activism as opposed to STEM. I imagine it, it must bring you quite a bit of consternation. Uh, yes, it does. I mean, uh, my first wife, who unfortunately died in uh, 2001, and, and I homeschooled her daughter. And uh, they, But it's really tough because the schools force it, uh, this, this whole trans thing where uh, there's a school district being sued by the state. Because it, it, I think it's the Chico School District. They passed, their school district passed uh, a policy that said that uh, uh, you, the Children couldn't be taught about trans or urged to have uh, be trans, trans become transgender without the parents being notified. And of course, now the state is suing mm-hmm. the school district and force them to drop that policy. I, I mean, th- this is just crazy. Uh, I mean, I, it, it, these are things that were would be thought unthinkable uh, back in the 1950s. No one would be pushing this stuff. Of course but not. the left has so much control in California that they push the craziest things and, and their their minions uh, or leaders, I guess, mm-hmm. like Governor Newsom and Attorney General Mata, they're all just lockstep with all this crazy stuff. I don't think the rest of the country knows how crazy it is out here. Yeah, it's unbelievable sometimes. You, you just scratch your head and say, how did, how did we get to this point? Tell me about this, uh, are you, uh, this birth control that's uh, being allowed to be shipped through the U.S. mail and certain delivers. You, you, you're stating here, it's one of the reasons we brought you on, that this is a strict violation of the Comstock Act, what our own federal government is doing. What's the Comstock Act, and how does it apply in this particular uh, this scenario? Well, the Comstock Act was passed by Congress in 1873, and there's been attempts by the left to amend it to uh, weaken it. But unfortunately, that is, unfortunately, I should say, that has not happened. Now, the Comstock Act uh, blocks the mailing of every obscene, lewd, lascivious, indecent, filthy, or vile article, matter, thing, device, or constant. Or, or substance declares those to be unmailable that shall not be conveyed in the mails or delivered from any post office or any letter carrier. That means the United States Post Office, and I'm going to get to the abortion part in a minute, but it, in other words, the post office and the common carriers, such as Lone Star Overnight or uh, UP, UPS or FedEx or DHL, they cannot deliver these types of matters. And it also goes on to uh, d- declare unmailable every article or thing designed, adapted, or intended for producing abortion or for any indecent or, or immoral use and every article, instrument, substance, drug, medicine, or thing which is advertised or described in a manner calculated to lead another to use or applied for producing abortion. Now, this is pretty clear. The Biden administration ha- has, has been asked to enforce it. 
25 U.S. senators and 20 in the attorney generals of 22 states have asked the FDA and the Biden administration to enforce this. And the Biden administration says, no, we're not going to enforce that law because we don't like it. So they can uh, pick and choose what laws they want to enforce and ones they don't want to enforce? Not legally, but they're choosing to do it because they don't care about the law. They don't care about the Constitution. They just want to control our everyday lives mm-hmm. and do everything they can to make sure that their agenda is promoted. Now, this is all illegal. We're hoping that those uh, 22 state attorney generals will start taking legal action. We're encouraging them to. We sent, uh, as you discussed why I'm on here, our organization, which is uh, restoringjustice.us, that's restoringjustice.us, not .com, .us, has sent a letter, certified mail, to the postmaster of the United States advising him in legal language and of the laws. He knows what the laws are. Mm -hmm. The uh, Postal Service already had <clears throat> some attorney, and I'll leave it at that, give them an opinion that, nah, they don't have to enforce that law. Nah, they don't have to do that. But there's always uh, attorneys willing to say whatever their uh, master uh, tells them to. Uh, you know, Again, it's these ideologues. The Biden administration, the left, they don't care about the Constitution. They don't care about freedom of speech. They don't care about the Second Amendment. They don't care about anything except foisting their agenda on America. As I said before, the yeah, most of America doesn't know, understand their rights because the media is controlled by the left. They lie, the media lies to the people every day. And it's, which is why there's such a great divide in our country because the media lies to people. And the people are slowly but surely finding out about these lies and turning away from CNN and all the other minions of the left and uh, trying to find their own sources on the internet, which the left also is trying to control to block. Uh, conservative and Christian voices from being heard on the internet. We're going to continue our conversation with former Superior Court Judge Gary Creep. Just a moment on Speaking Out America. Well, so far, so good. We've been able to get some great information from former uh, Superior Court Judge of California, Gary Creep. Let's continue our conversation here on Speaking Out America. I want to get your opinion on the whole Trump indictment. Do you think any of it's going to stand? A lot of uh, people who are very smart about law seem to agree that there's not much substance to many of these indictments. Any thoughts that you want to offer? Well, look, I have problems with some of the things that former President Trump has said. Um, I, I think that uh, I mean no disrespect to him, but when the campaign is going on, I commented that we had the senile socialist versus the arrogant idiot because, you know, he was saying things that I don't think were prudent. I don't think were presidential. However, a lot of this stuff is pure poppycock. I I will admit I have not read it all, but what I have read is just scam gamesmanship. I mean, again, the left controls a lot, the media, the left controls a lot of prosecutors. Soros put millions of dollars into electing uh, DAs across the country. So you get his type of DA, one who, ones who don't believe in the law, they just believe in an agenda. And the agenda is to get Trump and make sure he can never run for or be president again. And it's, it's wrong. It's immoral. Uh, whether he has violated the law on uh, some technical laws, I, that I don't know. I haven't gotten into that, but steps. 
But the whole thing is just a scam to uh, prevent America from being able to vote for Trump or vote against Trump, for that matter. Mm. Well, uh, we seem to have a, a weaponized Justice Department, which, again, is something that I never thought we would see in this country. And, and it just does seem that there's an environment now where people are afraid to speak their mind because they will be targeted or shamed or canceled. And it's not a pretty picture. But uh, Your Honor, I appreciate you spending time with us and I look forward. I hope we can tap into your insight and your wisdom on future episodes about all these things that are going on around us. And again, for people who want to find out more about this, restoringjustice.us. Thank you very much for having me on your, sh- your show, sir. You're very welcome. I look forward to our next conversation. You know, it always makes me feel good when I hear a, a person of high esteem echoing the same concerns that I have. It, it makes me feel less, oh, I don't know, conspiratorial, right? I mean, because a lot of times people will say, where'd you hear that on Fox News, right? Because I have my own opinions and you have your own opinions. And we all sort of have a truth detector. I would think that we all have a, a truth detector that tells us when things just don't seem to add up. And this is why I've long contended that being a witness to how California was in the 80s and the 90s and then how it's continued to progress with more and more. I mean, I started getting a a sort of a sense of how overregulated California was when many people that I was dealing with in business were always complaining about the different review boards that you would have to go through just to be able to have a business in California. And it started to dawn on me, man, this state must really be just uh, overly bureaucratic and a lot of red tape, a lot of people that get paid to do basically decision-making. California Coastal Commission, the Water Board, the all kinds of different agencies, so many different agencies. Every one of those agencies uh, is funded by the taxpayer or from fees that they get from the taxpayer. Uh, at one point, I think Gavin Newsom even said, I don't know where all the taxes are for California, and I'm not sure where they get allocated. Uh, And now he's considering a user tax. The more you drive, the more you pay in a fuel tax. Uh, And that is sort of wrapped and warped around this whole idea that they have to address climate change. You know, and again, so talking to the judge, I'm like, well, my concerns are kind of his concerns. And he's a learned man and he's a a juris uh, doctorate from from an established and esteemed law school. He's a superior court judge, and he's fearing the same things I'm fearing. So it gives me a little bit of indication, uh, but not enough people are listening, and that's the problem. Now, I will tell you, speaking of climate change, an article that is now reposted on climate, etc. Now, I don't know if you know who Judith Curry uh, is, but she was a a weather expert, a meteorologist uh, at Princeton. And she quit her job a couple of years ago. And she was one of the few people standing up to the establishment science saying, there's no crisis with climate. Much of what we're seeing is a natural warming period that would normally come after 1850, which was the last time we had a really extremely cold uh, period here on, on Earth, particularly in North America and particularly in the northern climates. So they come up with an article called What's Causing the Extremely Warm Temperatures in the North Atlantic, which is attributed to bigger hurricanes, more hurricanes, things like that. And the bottom line was, and I clipped it, uh, Judith Curry is a woman of, of great esteem. 
And she says, and they've got a letter now signed by over 1,200 esteemed scientists from around the world saying, stop scaring you, everybody, with this talk about carbon and climate. It's not verifiable. It's not true science. Science is not consensus. You have to be able to prove things in a lab, right? It's called the scientific method. So Judith, uh, Judith Curry and Jim Johnstone, they write this extensive article that explains the natural conditions that surround the warming of the temperatures in the North Atlantic, which, is a main, which has been a main driver of recent weather over the last couple of summers. So their summary, uh, unlike other people that will tell you it's man-made like Ginger Z and Rob Marciano and all these other people, that it's our fault, that it's our fault. And here are these two expert climatologists saying, that the extreme North Atlantic conditions that developed in recent months are likely due to a combination of dynamical factors, including stochastic weather anomalies, regional positive feedbacks, and global scale changes. They go on to say that the dominant cause of the warm SSTs and dynamical atmospheric circulation that modify surface and speeds, evaporation, apparently the largest factor, clouds, solar radiation, Minor non-cloud radiative impacts. Uh, Hungatunga is a global effect. It was a volcano that erupted. that put, you know, thousands of tons of sulfate into the environment. None of this has to do with man-made anthropogenic climate change. From experts who know of such things. And does it get uh, reprinted in the New York Times? No, of course not. Because, see, that would go against the narrative. And that's what this is all about, really. It's just, you know, you can't speak up because people will tell you, well, you're a denier and therefore you're a, you're a threat. You can't complain about the conditions of your country because you would be insensitive to the people who are just coming here. You know, as mentioned earlier, you know, they're passing a law now in California will, will prevent an employee from stopping a burglary because it might cause undue hardship on the assailant. These are all the things that are happening in our world today. And fewer and fewer of us uh, are willing to stand up and say enough is enough. So restoringjustice.us is a great place to start. And I know I'm giving a plug for my guests, but we have to start somewhere. I mean, to hear from a superior court judge that our government is breaking the law, willy-nilly, doesn't care, sending... I remember, remember when you were a kid and you try to get a Playboy magazine delivered to your house? Well, they couldn't do it because of the Comstock Act. Now here we are in 2023, and they're sending abortion pills through the mail that the FDA has not declared completely safe, and they're doing it because of advocacy, because of pressure from advocacy groups, pro, pro-choice groups. Uh, and this is important. Why? Because if you've got a 13-year-old daughter or a 10-year-old son, you need to educate them on the right things and not let them get influenced by the wrong things. That's just my, my take. And you know, this week, I think probably the greatest moment that we had was something that Tucker Carlson said when he was giving a speech. We played it on Thursday and Wednesday. So if you want to go on our website, uh, speakingoutamerica.com, you'll find the actual full-length interview uh, and previous shows and the day, uh, the day before. So it would be August 30th. The full interview, speakingoutamerica.com. But I'll play you a little snippet 
uh, that really sort of resonated with me. I, I thought about it for almost two days. And I thought it was very important for him, Tucker, to explain what's, what's happening in our country and what the problem is. And I think he nailed it with this comment. Take a listen. My father always made us make our beds in hotel rooms. And I would always say, why would you make your bed in a hotel room? You have a chambermaid to make your bed for you. And my father said, because you respect yourself. And the same is true of countries. If you care about your country, it's clean and orderly. And you can tell precisely the point when people stop caring about their country is when drug addicts start building tent cities on the sidewalk. The entire state of my birth, California, you too? You're a refugee? It's disgusting. And for reasons that used to confuse me but now make perfect sense, the one thing they flip out, they become enraged if you complain about, is that. So you can stand up in the public square in the United States and say, you know, I think our marginal tax rates are too high. Any kind of policy issue. And people will say, you know, that's a good idea. It's not a, not a good idea. Let's debate it. It's fine. If you stand up and say, there's a vagrant defecating on the sidewalk in front of my house, if you were to say that out loud, oh, you're a fascist. So why is that not allowed? Why can't you say that? I'll tell you exactly why. Because it reveals how little the people in charge care about the country they run and about you. They don't care at all. And it's obvious. If you treated your children the way our leaders treat us, you would be declared universally an unfit parent. You know, let that be the demarcation of where we begin our Labor Day weekend. You know, I would love for you to do this weekend. Get outside. I'm going to follow my own advice. Get outside, take in America, and fall in love with her again. That's a healthy first step. Have a great weekend. See you back here Monday, 9 a.m. on CRN Talk. Speaking at America, I'm Jim Watkins.